even it's more depth to it than what you may even know. Like in the black community, mm-hmm. um, the slap is indicative of what the slave master used to do to the slaves. Oh, wow. And what pimps would do to prostitutes. Yeah. So like the worst thing for a black man is to get slapped by anybody. But I just pretended like, oh, that would never happen to me. I would never do that. I'm better than that. This isn't a part of me. I, and I believed in my own BS. I believe, mm. believed in the accolades and the things that people told me. Yeah, so the Oscars, man, like, my knee-jerk reaction was, this ain't real. Yeah. You know, but then after I heard Chris mess up a couple sentences afterwards, I was like, man, he shook. Like, right after that happened? I only saw the incident itself. Yeah, I meant the incident, so the slap. And then he said something like, this is going to go down as the greatest moment of Oscar. Like, he said something like that that was, like, amazing to me that he would come up with something like that so quick. But then the, the couple of the lines he said afterwards, he had some words mixed up, you know. And so yeah. that, to me, was like, okay, he shook. So it looked It, it looked, looked like it was real. Yeah. The other thing, yeah. which was kind of funny, was like, and this is has no value, but just the way Will slapped him. I mean, it, it looked like he never <laughs> swung. It? Yeah. Like he never swung his hand in his life, you know, like his footwork and his hands. <laughs> but anyway, that's a different story. You know, I was shocked in two things, one in a bad way, one in a good way. The bad way was, who would ever expect Will Smith to do something like that? On that night. Just period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the dude seems like he's the epitome of character. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it just, it really, it really kind of hurt me to see him at one of his lowest, if not his lowest moment, at least in public. Yeah. Um, You know, I would even expect to see, like, I feel like Denzel's a model citizen. Mm. I would have been less shocked if Denzel did that mm. than Will, because yeah. to me, Will is the fresh prince. Yeah. You know, he's like the son that moms want their kids yeah. to be like, you know, they're successful, married to your wife all these years, got nice kids, and although everybody has problems, like he still mm-hmm. seems to be pretty much a model yeah. citizen. You Mr. Know? Mr. Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Nice guy. Um but the 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 amazing thing that happened to me was the lack of retaliation by Chris Rock. Yeah. I mean, that really spoke to his yeah. character, man. When yeah. you talk about a man's metal, yeah. like it didn't shake him. No, it didn't shake him. You know, I saw one person say on social media, like, you know he wanted to rub his face. You know, like if you ever been slapped or oh, punched, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you kinda wanna rub the yeah. pain out, you know? Yeah. He didn't do nothing, man. He just kept on rolling. I just thought, man, you know, and I've been in situations like that where I've been punched in the face before and I didn't retaliate and mm-hmm. it's one of the worst feelings I ever had because mm-hmm. it makes you feel like all these lies start entering mm-hmm. your mind like you're less than a man you're a coward you're a yeah. punk well especially because a slap now a punch is let's fight but a slap is you ought to be ashamed of yourself like well, a slap is more of I'm putting you in your place you're out of line Yeah, well, I'm the- not saying that he was I'm just saying how it's like if I were Chris Rock being received, it's a very like he's shaming me right now, like giving me this sissy slap. Yeah, you right, but there's even there's more depth to it than what you may even know. Like in the black community, mm-hmm. um, the slap is indicative of what the slave master used to do to the slaves. Uh, wow. And what pimps would do to prostitutes. Yeah. So like the worst thing for a black man 
is to get slapped by anybody. So it's a power thing, too. It is a power yeah. thing. And it's, it's a, like an utter disrespect. Yeah. I, I would liken it to also in a black community. I feel like in all communities, this would be true. Mm-hmm. But like spitting in somebody's face. Yeah. Like the slap, oh, yeah. spitting in somebody's face, yeah. and like the N-word or yeah. other like yeah. racial um, things that said. Like those are kind of like yeah. all like the worst of the worst of the worst, like degrading. But yeah, I, w- degrading. I would say... I would say for me, the slap would trump all of them. Yeah, it would. It would because to me, you're telling yeah. me I'm like a woman. I'm soft. Yeah, I'm domineering over you, and you can't do nothing. Yeah. Like all these things yeah. is all in this slap. So yeah. in the black community, that's like the cardinal sin to wow. me. Wow, that's insightful. Yeah. So, but Chris Rock, man, and then it said he didn't want to press charge. Like the L.A. like county yeah. police department asked me, said no, he didn't run a press charge, and it's just like. It just, I've never been a Chris Rock fan. I've never mm. been against him, you know, but there's like been maybe one or two movies I've seen where mm. I like liked his humor, but overall I'm not that big a Chris Rock humor mm-hmm. type fan. But Chris Rock the man, I didn't have an opinion yeah. one way or the other, but man, I love Chris Rock now. What man. about like the humor itself? So like to me, um, I, I didn't appreciate uh, what Chris Rock said, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't like someone making fun of my wife for a condition, mm-hmm. for a balding condition. I wouldn't yeah. like that. So I get that. But what do you think the expectations in a comedy situation are yeah. in the black community, especially? Yeah. Well, I mean, from my experience in the black community, like, if you go to a comedy club or a show and you can be seen by the comedian, there's a chance you may get roasted. Okay. Or if you don't know what roasted means, like get talked bad about, get made yeah. fun of. And there is nothing that's barred. You know, like if you got one leg, one arm, one eye, no hair, no teeth, like you mm-hmm. go in there and if there's anything they think would be funny to talk about you about, they going to get you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having that in the back of my mind and then people talking about they thought it was staged there's a part of me that feel like this thing still might be mm-hmm. staged because who Will Smith would do something like this, which is totally out of character mm-hmm. that we've seen in public. Yeah. Um, right before they're going to get an Oscar. And I yeah. think that everybody probably knew he was going to get it. And he's been one, one for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're even talking like the Oscar committee is talking about some kind of like sanction or some mm-hmm. reprimand or something like, will they take his Oscar away because of this. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But it's almost like makes me wonder, was it like this would be the like the grand coup d'etat or something mm-hmm. like that, where they did literally stage this just to kind of like, you know, middle finger to everybody at the Oscars. Like, man, we, we can act at the highest level so much so that we can fool the world. Yeah. And make you think this is real. Yeah. So I'm still holding out that maybe this thing <laughs> is fake for real man and, yeah. it, and it wouldn't surprise me if it is and that they had this elaborate plan to try to trick the world yeah but it's probably not well la- uh, last night I actually watched uh, King Richard okay <laughs> yeah I hadn't seen it yet mm-hmm. and I had all this in the back of my head obviously as I'm watching it and there's several parallels <laughs> between his the way that I mean because Will Smith is a genius actor mm-hmm. he can he can portray emotion like yeah. no one else can yep. and just to see kind of the parallels and then to watch the oscar reruns again it's uh yeah it gets you thinking yeah so i heard some people say um speak to that where they said that in method acting oftentimes to get into that role yeah like you get into it and then like 
it could take a while to get out of it. Now, yeah, granted, yeah. I think that necessarily doesn't apply in this situation because, I mean, how many months yeah, yeah. has it been since he actually played that role? Yeah. Um, but it would make sense, like, if it would have just been a few months ago, like, to get into that psyche or mentality. Yeah. Or maybe that stuff still is rolling around And I'm sure, head. yeah, the Oscars having this night probably can trigger it and you can mm-hmm. go right back into that. I've heard people say that method acting is actually pretty dangerous to your soul. Like it's mm, dangerous because okay. you can you that you become overtaken by this thing. Yeah. And unless you're careful, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh I don't know. I mean, when I when I saw it it uh got me thinking about um something that I mentioned to to you before about the shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the shadow is this idea in from Carl Jung, the uh, psychoanalyst, who basically basically says there's this part of the human personality uh, called the shadow, and the shadow consists of. And I've been wanting to talk about the shadow on bumper sticker faith for a while because it's been so uh, kind of meaningful to me, and I've, mm-hmm. and I've been wrestling with it a lot. But and I'll tell you what it means in a second. But I saw shadow all over. Will Smith's face mm. as as this was going down. So the shadow is that part of us that uh, that we don't like about ourselves. All right, it, it, maybe it's sin, maybe it's not, but it, but it's something about myself that I don't like about myself, and so I kind of push down, suppress, deny, kind of pretend like it's not there, and then I kind of put on the opposite persona, mm-hmm. like. Like, for instance, and, and this is why I think it plays into this, because like we said, Will Smith is Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Like, that's his, that's the persona. He's mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Whatever. Uh, he's a fresh prince. And, and he's been like that ever since a kid, mm-hmm. right? Since he played that role on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so there's probably like, I'm just using mm-hmm. him. I mean, I could use myself. I could use, but there's probably a lot about himself that he just had to push down like anger for instance because if you're going to be this mr nice guy mr clean mr wholesome mr family guy you got to kind of suppress all that stuff but the thing and that's what makes your shadow and kind of Mm -hmm. the the better you appear on the surface you know that the more stuff there is underneath Mm -hmm. that you're not dealing with potentially and then what happens is it's like uh it's like keeping something trapped down in uh, in like a basement and you like try to put all those monsters down there, all those crazy animals down there and you lock the door and you think that, okay, I've dealt with them and I'm just going to lock the door and they're going to stay down there. But if you don't attend to them and learn how to properly integrate that stuff into the rest of your life, it's just going to swell and swell and build and build wow. until one moment boom it comes out wow. and 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 when it comes out it's emotion and so like when will smith afterwards was yelling to chris rock to keep his wife's name out of his mouth like you could see he was like it was over <laughs> over emotion yeah i yeah, mean it was out. you could see that something was coming out and like theories about what you know i've heard people saying how uh will smith and his wife had this relationship where she was um, sexually active with other guys and like m- maybe he he knew about it and pretended mm. like it was okay but 
really was it okay yeah, yeah I <laughs> was was stuff. everything okay yeah, yeah. you know maybe on the surface you say yeah th- this doesn't affect me you know our relationship these things no, this doesn't affect me like mm. really you can mm. only hold that stuff down your your true self so long before like shadows like <laughs> nope I'm here. They, they, they picked the lock. Yeah. Right? Picked and so it wasn't it wasn't Chris Rock, but he just happened to be the one that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. was there and it just came out and uh yeah. what um so, lashed out at him. So as I'm listening to you talk about this shadow and yeah. describing it, a thought crossed my mind. What if the shadow is the person you see every day and you've caged the real you? What if it's the opposite? The opposite. Okay. Like I'm no expert on this, but like if the if the shot if like you're actually a bad dude every day that comes out and you're just this monstrous kind of person. Well, no, I'm saying you're a bad dude masking yourself as a good dude. Yeah, that would. That's the regular shadow. Yeah, that's the regular shadow. If you're okay. like, pre- I guess I was, I guess yeah. I was thinking that because you said that's not who you want to be. I was thinking like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like if. Like, I, I was just thinking about myself. Like, there are mm-hmm. still parts of the old me that, in a very, like, bad and sinful way, I still desire to be. Mm-hmm. But I choose not to operate mm-hmm. in that person. And it seems like those ways or things are the ones, the things that plague me the most. Yeah. And it's like, in my flesh, that's who I really want to be. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what I'm operating in. And I'm putting on Christ in the sense yeah. that... This is this is who I am out mm-hmm. here, but and it's not like I'm intentionally wanting to mm-hmm. be these other ways. It's just I can't shake. Yeah, I can't sh- I can't shake this other stuff. I feel man. you on that. And like as I've studied about this Jungian psychology, like I recognize that there's differences between what he says and what the Bible says and what our faith says. There's a lot of overlap, mm-hmm. but I think this idea of the shadows like been so compelling to me that I've been trying to figure out, well, how does this fit into the Christian life? And I, I think in, uh, an answer could be, like you said, we have these things that we don't like. And, and see, that's a, we have to recognize when something is a sin mm-hmm. versus rather something that we just don't like about ourselves. Sure, sure. Like, I could hate the fact that I'm five foot five like that i'm short and like that's not a sin (laughs) but that still can become part of my shadow Mm -hmm. if i suppress that napoleon complex yeah and i got a napoleon exactly exactly but but when it's sin though and we're told um not to live out that sin mm -hmm. because we know it's destructive and we try to bury that to um make it that explosive kind of a shadow it would be we would have to be the kind of person that says, "I have these this sinful anger, this lust, whatever sin in my heart," and but you don't recognize it, <laughs> like um, you it, it's there, but you pretend like it'll never get the best of you. Oh, that'll never happen to me. I would never walk up on stage and, and smack somebody. Yeah, like I'm too good for that. When when you treat your sin like that then that inflames a shadow and you're in danger mm-hmm. versus your the regular the the healthy christian life would be to recognize there's these things in my life i don't want to act on i know they're there jesus said out of my heart comes all types mm-hmm. of idolatry adultery oh, yeah, sinful wickedness. thoughts oh, yeah. anger 
all of this covetousness. I know they're in there and at any moment they can come out. And so I'm going to recognize that they're there. I'm going to depend on God every day and his spirit every day. And I'm going to examine these things and find healthy ways to let them out. So let me, so I I know this is kind of going a different direction than what we started, but you know, I think I think we had some pretty good conversations when the camera isn't rolling, and you're yeah. always like, "Man, let's let's hit record and just go." So that's that's where we are now, y'all. We just hit record. Well, maybe we, we should just, hit. Stop. We just we just chopping it up. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I mean, I think this is good stuff um, because this is the character of people we're talking about. So yeah. when I think about Christians, but then I think about like leadership in the church who are Christians, mm-hmm. and it seems to me that most Christians revere and put Christian leaders on some sort of pedestal. Mm-hmm. And it could depend on their popularity, the way they look, the gift they have of preaching, how yeah. big their congregation yeah. is. It could be multiple reasons yeah. why they get elevated to certain positions. But what we're talking about, my question to you is, first I'll make a statement. The statement is, I believe that everybody has a shadow or shadows mm-hmm. and that the real them that we're seeing is their attempt to put on Christ and to live in this new man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, to live in this new man, mm-hmm. which is good, which yep. is worthy, which is is the godly part that God allows us to put Christ on because of our trust and faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. But that we're all like wearing a, 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 a Christian mask. And I don't mean that in a negative way because mm-hmm. usually wearing a mask is something negative, but it's the it, the mask is putting on Christ, right? It's people seeing Christ okay. when they see us. So it's like a Jesus mask mm-hmm. instead of like a Batman or Superman, mm-hmm. them old Halloween masks. Um, but that would, th- would that not apply to Christians as well as Christian leaders? Hmm. What do you mean about leaders? Because I mean like the pastors in the church, the leaders. Like um, they have shadows too. My oh, they have shadows too, right? Absolutely. Have and, and and every Christian, whether they're a leader or a person mm-hmm. in a congregation, or let me just say staff, mm-hmm. staff or a person of, the, of a congregation, like at any given moment, we can act out mm-hmm. one of our shadows. Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, it just it it saddens and even almost infuriates me how. People in Christ elevate other people mm-hmm. because of a position that they well, have. Well, we like we congregation members can can also deny the shadow of a leader. Like like you said, we put them on a pedestal and we can even believe in our hearts that, oh, my pastor, he's he's so great. He he's so pure, he's so holy. And and that's dangerous too. When and and because then we start to treat our leaders as if they don't have a shadow, and that's dangerous for them. It's dangerous for us, and I mean, I get, I get it. There's a trust factor that we as Christians or congregants have with the leadership or staff in the church. Yeah, right. We're trusting that they're seeking God, that they're putting on Christ every day, that they're doing all these mm-hmm. things, even some things we don't even have a clue about, yeah. right? But we have trust and faith in their attempt at godliness, mm-hmm. right, to lead us in the congregation. Mm-hmm. Which is valid and real and good, but whenever they have a failure, or I don't even want to say mm-hmm. a strong word is failure, when they just have a sin, mm-hmm. why do lots of Christians get so, I, I, 
been yeah. out of shape or yeah. lose. Tr- I get yeah. it, right? You're losing trust in them because they're supposed to be this type of yeah. person. But like, do we not understand that that I, I that they not. have the shadows just like we I do? I guess not. And then that would be, be part of us denying the shadow of another person. Uh, and not, maybe it's denying the shadows in our own life. Exactly. Because if we acknowledge the shadow in our life, then to me, yeah. it only makes sense that we see that everybody yeah. has them, including and, staff and pastors. And, and it goes to a proper understanding of the Christian life. This is what this is what fires me up, and this is what's behind bumper sticker faith. Rather than putting that fake bumper sticker on the outside saying, "This is who I am. I'm just this perfect, you know, cliche." Uh, and I have no issues. I have no problems. I would never slap anybody. I would never do anything. But to have a healthy Christian life for everyone is constantly, every day, to be recognizing this is my whole self. This is a whole package. I'm going to have a shadow until I die. <laughs> like yeah. for the rest of my life, it's going to be there. Yeah. Is it- this is what it is. And and then but and then this is how I'm going to handle it and navigate with it. Like it's gonna, it's always going to be with me. And how am I going to let it in my life and manage it in a healthy way rather than just the unhealthy way is something that I did for years and years. And I had that um, explosive slap moment in my life, too. But I just pretended like, oh, that would never happen to me. I would never do that. I'm better than that. This isn't a part of me. And I believed in my own BS. I Mm. believed in the accolades and the things that people told me. Mm-hmm. That's so, and those things are probably true, but there's another truth that's running simultaneously, right? But we yeah. believe one truth and yeah. then not the other. And then look to Jesus to see how to integrate uh, all of Himself into life, because Jesus did some crazy things as well. If you think, if you not simple crazy, not simple crazy, <laughs> but it was a it was a proper way of integrating all of Himself into into life like he turned over tables and that jesus did things that were more uh shocking than will smith did Hmm. by far Hmm. by far yeah yeah he called jesus called people names yeah all over the gospel serpents and he called a woman a cypher woman a dog she didn't do anything to deserve that Hmm. but he jesus but he didn't do it in a sinful way he he integrated his whole self in this life in in a healthy and holy way, which is is a mystery to <laughs> to try to figure out. So when but, we so when we when we act out publicly, mm-hmm. we know the process of getting right with God. We talked about it before, you know, First John one nine, repenting, um, confessing, all of that. But from a public standpoint, like should there be? A public confession, so to speak, for for anybody, like just a regular congregant, if they're in a Bible study or yeah. a small group, um, is part of the healing and part of the eliminating the shadow, like confessing mm-hmm. what they did to them. Not that they have to in a biblical kind, like not because the Bible says, but it does say confess yeah. your sins and one another. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it does. Now yeah. that I think about it, and like it depends on what is done and if it's if some kind of a confession would be harmful to every to others involved like you have to be well yeah i mean if, to, yeah if it's going to harm somebody else i would definitely say that's not good but yeah. that doesn't mean don't publicly confess it it just means don't 
publicly confess it to those people that it may harm. Yeah. But I, th- I think that's one of the things that's missing in the Christian life is when we sin, mm-hmm. not if. Yeah. When we sin, that our, or at least me, I, I can only speak for myself and mm-hmm. speak to what I see amongst others, just the people in my circles, that that if I even confess my sin to God, mm-hmm. right, because that should happen, but mm-hmm. do people always do that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a must, right, we do. And the second thing is confessing our sin to one another. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really see that happen in a public setting. <clears throat> I don't see church. it happen, yeah. period. Yeah. I, and I don't necessarily, a public setting doesn't have to be church. Public could just be telling two or three people. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean by public. I don't mean like yeah. getting on a radio okay, station. Okay. I mean just putting it out there because yeah. most time when you sin, unless it involves someone else, mm-hmm. nobody knows about it but That's God, true. right? So to make it public would be other people mm-hmm. knowing about it. And that that diffuses it. That weakens its we power. We talked about that before. Yeah. yeah so and then how much more so in my opinion would it be healing and humanizing that if leaders in a church publicly confessed mm-hmm. it. And I when I say publicly now I mean yeah, yeah. to the congregation. Because now it brings this person from here and me being here to bringing them yeah. down here. And at yeah. the end of the day, in my opinion, that's how Christ intended yeah. us to be. Yeah. Like this. He, him here, and all of us mm-hmm. down here together. Not a hierarchy yeah. of him, and then the preacher, then the elder, then the overseer, and then the congregant. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that hierarchy in the mm-hmm. Bible of big I and little you. Mm-hmm. I personally I don't. wonder if that's like part of what Jesus was doing when those moments in the Gospels when he would admit his need, his physical limitations. Mm-hmm. Like, because he didn't have sin to confess. Correct. But he definitely had need to confess to his people. Like when he would say, I'm hungry. <laughs> get me something to eat. Yeah. I'm thirsty. Mm. I need I need to get away. I need rest. I, I'm sleeping on this boat right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's part of yeah, that. that, that yeah, it could be. That I just action. I know he couldn't he couldn't model this for us because like you said, he had no sin to confess. Yeah. Right. So he couldn't yeah. he ought yeah. to me, Jesus went first. He was not an example. What he told us, he also did. But he modeled proper uh, humanity in the sense that I'm a human and I have needs. And when I have needs, I need to get them met. And I, and I don't need to pretend like. Yeah, but do we see confessing our sin as a need that needs to be met? I don't think we do. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's a need that needs to be met in terms of God forgiving us. Yeah. And not from a salvific standpoint, yeah, but just yeah. from a relational with him standpoint. Yeah. But do people see that? Well, I guess I was my mind was going to like I had a need, but I met it in a sinful way. Oh. But now let's oh, okay. let me if and when I recognize that that Okay. And if I would have just uh went to people with my original need in the first place, maybe I wouldn't have acted out in this sinful way. Like in in the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, like if Will Smith maybe years ago... Yeah, like he was harboring something. Yeah, he maybe. He had a need for something yeah, to be reconciled yeah. to himself, and he didn't, and it just happened to play out that yes. one night yep. you know, on national yep. TV. Yep. I get what yep. you're saying. You know, I think... To be stuff- willing to be honest and vulnerable and weak when you need to be. <laughs> When it matters, so it doesn't grow and get so, out of get yeah, out of control. No, that's good. That's good. I think I think to phrase what we're talking about now is Christian maturity. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it takes some maturity in Christ to get to these levels, and I would venture to say that most people who are Christ followers 
aren't even close to this level of mm-hmm. maturity. And I'm not saying I'm in it. You know, like mm-hmm. knowing this stuff is the first part, right? It's like an addict. The first thing is admitting you have a problem, yeah. right? The first thing is saying, man, like, I didn't know this stuff existed, mm-hmm. right? And then now that you know, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it? And I think it's left up to the mature in Christ to be helping one another grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I see a lot of people who are chasing after evangelism, mm-hmm. but not many Christians chasing after discipleship, mm-hmm. which evangelism is a part of it. But to me, like evangelism is the first step is telling a person about Jesus. Once they accept Christ, it, it, the discipleship is just beginning. Now mm-hmm. I kind of label it as life on life. Mm-hmm. And so life on life is helping that person grow and mature. And that's what I don't see happen amongst congregants. I see most congregants looking at the leadership in the church and saying, that's your role. Mm-hmm. Your role is their spiritual formation and maturity. I'll go out here because you're teaching me to go out here and tell people about Jesus. And when I do, I'm going to bring them into church. And now you mm-hmm. do what you do. And I'm going to keep going out here. So then you don't get it, get your hands dirty in someone else's real mm-hmm. life. Yeah, you don't. And it's left up to like, how could yeah. the leadership of a church yeah. like handle all that? Yeah. And to me, like this person you just witnessed to the accepted Christ, like they know you. Mm-hmm. They don't know these people in the yeah. church. You know what I mean? You've built somewhat of a rapport relationship with them. It only makes sense that you continue on that journey with them. Mm-hmm. And this is a whole other topic too. We we I, I I keep I got a lot of topics, man. <laughs> I got a lot of topics. But one last interesting thing: the night before the Oscars, I was in the juvenile prison, and we were talking about anger. Wow! And really? where does it come from? Yeah. How do we deal with it? And is anger okay? And as Jesus, as it says in the Word of God, like be angry but not sin. So anger is an emotion, right? God yeah. had it. We yep. had it because we were creating his yep. likeness and image. But he didn't He didn't create anger in us as a thing to lead us to sin, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm not even talking about righteous anger. That's mm-hmm. like a different category. And so it was so crazy. I came wow. home, and next thing I see the Chris Rock thing, and I'm like, yeah. golly, I, wish, I, I wonder if they saw it, so I yeah. can't wait to go back in. I'm going in today. Yeah. I want to see if they know yeah. about it and see what they think about that anger and what they yeah, want to yeah. Well, you're you're in danger when you pretend like anger is a sin. That's when you're in danger. And you say anger's a sin. You're not supposed to be if you have that voice repeating in your head, especially if you grew up in the church and you you think, "Oh, all anger's sinful." And then you'll put it in this shadow place and try to de- deny it and well, just One think day. how you—I can't imagine how a person will beat themselves up when they get angry because there's no yeah. doubt a person's going to get angry. But if you think that's a sin. You're torturing yourself. It will. And it'll come out in all kinds of maybe addictive behaviors, maybe depression, Man. maybe like you can't wow. just shove yeah, that stuff under crazy. and expect it. Yeah. Not look, to we got to stop. You. Yep. We got all time like. Man, I didn't think we'd even be doing an episode this long. But, <laughs> man, thank you guys for tuning in. We didn't do anything formal like an introduction. We just jumped right in. So I um, hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, like, share it, like it, give us some comments. Let us know what you think. You know, we, we value opinions. They might not have a lot of weight, but, you know, we'd like to hear them. So <laughs> until next time, man, y'all be blessed. God bless.